Hi, I'm Eric, also known as TrekkieV47, from the Ranger Command Power Hour and the Starfleet Escape Podcast. You're listening to another great Four-Eyed Radio product. For more shows, check out foureyedradio.com. It's morphin' time! Episode 82 of Victory Road, a Pokemon podcast. It's time for another adventure in the world of Pokemon. I'm your host, Doug, and I'm Team Servage, because today we're talking about more new episodes of the current Pokemon anime series, Pokemon Master Journeys. Of course, Victory Road is a production of the Four Eyed Radio Network and is brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs, illustration and design to fit your personality. For samples and inquiries, visit revengelover.com. And as always, please subscribe and rate this podcast wherever you are listening. Those ratings and reviews make Victory Road much more visible and easier to find. I have been having such a great time reconnecting with so many of our early guest co-hosts over the past couple months, and today's special guest host is someone I am thrilled to be joined by because she and I haven't chatted here in so long uh, that it makes me sad, so I'm so happy she's here. She's a host on Geek Each Week, uh, the collector Shuki herself. It is Rye. Hello, Rye. Hi. Welcome back. It's, uh, it's been a really long time. I know. I know. <laughs> I have a little bit of like uh, like freedom in scheduling because it's just like me typically in one other person mm-hmm. um and so i've been trying to make sure sh- and i don't have a co-host right now right so like <laughs> i uh i've been using it as an opportunity to just be like i can have whoever i want <laughs> <laughs> so i'm glad i was able to get you in here yeah um, i don't even i didn't even look to see how long it had been because it would just make me even sadder so uh, oh no it, it, i don't know either but it, it's definitely <laughs> it's definitely been a long time yeah, well, I'm 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 thrilled to have you back, especially to talk about what we're talking about today, because I'm super super into Pokemon Master Journeys, um, and I hope that you've been enjoying it too, because we got six mm-hmm. six episodes to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but before we get to that, the way I've been catching up with people um, in general is just to ask, what is something in the world of Pokemon that's been piquing your interest lately? Uh, my my relationship with Pokemon the past year yearish mm-hmm. has has been really wild <laughs> um it's it's such a franchise that's so close and dear to me yeah that it's like it, it's never gonna leave and i'm never gonna not care about it mm-hmm. um but like my my biggest facet of the franchise other than the video games and the anime and like just all everything really uh was was always the cards yeah and I uh, I'm a, a tournament organizer for for my area for the card game and for my local game store. Oh yeah. And so um Sword and Shield had just launched in February of 2020 mm-hmm. for the cards and uh so we were really hyped about the base set. Um we just got the Vs and the Vmaxes. It was really exciting. There was a Snorlax Vmax. I was like, "Yay." Uh <laughs> and uh then the pandemic hit and uh everything kind of crashed yes yes <laughs> uh so we haven't had uh physical tournaments since um 
the last Monday night we probably did was probably earlier in mid-March of 2020. Dang. And, uh, yeah, so it's it's been wild. And having the cards as, like, my kind of, like, heart of the franchise and having the inability to run tournaments and interact and see all my players and stuff like that just... Oh, I was like a little murder. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was really frustrating during that time. And then on top of that, um, all the stuff with uh, Logan Paul and the big card <gasps> boom and the, the scalpers <laughs> yeah. and all that started um, around Sh- Shining Fates or Shining Legends or whatever the set was called. They're all the same name at this point. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it was it was just frustrating that I couldn't even buy anything that I wanted because I couldn't find it. Yeah, and so there was this couple month stretch um between that was probably about September uh or so of 2020, and I mean it still hasn't fully healed. Yeah, but that that whole stretch of time was just this like weird relationship where I was very bitter. Hmm. And so um, I'm happy to say that with things kind of improving and uh, physical play kind of on the horizon, uh, our, I know some people have started physically playing again, yeah. um, but our area where, or at least my store, we're being a little bit more vigilant and cautious about things until Pokemon gives the okay to, to start doing sanctioned events again. Yeah. But yeah. um I certainly with, appreciate that vigilance. <laughs> yeah. With uh with things getting better and kind of physical play on the horizon, like I've been checking out the cards more frequently. I've kind of stopped collecting mm-hmm. uh them fully just because that that doesn't even have to do fully with the pandemic because just these set sizes are getting too huge. But <laughs> that's what Hassan was when I was talking to Hassan recently, he yeah, was I know we talked he about reminded me day. Yeah, he reminded me that like the sets are are um, multiple sets in Japan, which ends up being like two hundred mm-hmm. plus yes. card sets, and I forgot that that was a thing that happened, and it like blew my mind all over again. <laughs> yeah, uh, like the the last set that came out, um, Evolving Skies is the newest set. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has seventy one like ultra rare cards. Oh, cool! Super awesome. <laughs> yeah, and it's... like so, these are the ones that are like maybe two. Two to a box, two to three to a box, Oof. give or take. Yeah. Uh so yeah, that's a that's a fun time. I'm like, yeah, I'm out. Um <laughs> I'll buy singles for decks I want to build and call it a day. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's rough. But no, so ba- basically to actually answer the question, I guess it's like slowly getting back into the cards and not being bitter. Yeah. Well I'm gl- <laughs> I mean I'm glad that that's I mean glad that's where you're at, because uh because it's it's weird like it's it's certainly not the same thing because the way that I that I interact with it is differently. But it's weird the the way that like your relationship with something that is like a daily or just constant part of whatever your fandom is changed mm-hmm. or was challenged over the past year. Because like it's no secret, everybody that my favorite show is Survivor, and they didn't film it for <laughs> yeah. like a year. And you yeah. would think soon, that, like my, I know, I know, I'm so excited. <laughs> like days, literal days, where I like. Oh, I don't even know how to be excited because it's been so long, right? And like, mm-hmm. I, f- you would think that because there was no Survivor being filmed, I would go on like a massive binge of old seasons or something. No, I haven't watched like nearly any Survivor except like a little bit of International Survivor 
like for almost two years. <laughs> it's, it's wild. Um, but I'm, I'm with you. Like I'm, I'm like, it's on the horizon. Right. So I'm like, I'm like ramping back up. And once, mm-hmm. once I have the ability to just like watch a new episode, kind of like, I assume once you're actually organizing a tournament again, um, yeah. it's all going to come rushing back. I think like in a tidal wave of hype. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. What I hadn't really thought about, because talking to Nuki, Josh um, had mentioned that he organizes events as well. Yeah. yeah and what I hadn't really thought about was with something like Pokemon cards or any sort of trading card game, it's hard to adapt to a socially distanced event because you have to be able to see your opponent's cards. Like you can't play six feet away, I imagine. <laughs> right? right. Like right. you're sitting like three feet across from your opponent because uh you need to see everything and i hadn't really thought about that yeah it's uh it's wild like and they they shifted everything to to online yeah um for for the card game which i like the client's buggy and it's not that good yeah josh had (laughs) thoughts on that as well i think (laughs) and it's just not the same like I I personally don't really play TCGO. Um, mm-hmm. There was a stretch of time where I really tried to because I've got friends all over the country that I would love to play the game with. Yeah. Um, but it just with having to like buy product to get codes or just directly buy codes and and trade on there and do this and do that. I was like, it was so much work. I'm like, eh, I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's not the same. I, I need. I want a physical deck in my hands. That's that's kind of where I'm at with that. Yeah, I'm like I'm not in any hurry to get back to collecting anything. Like I've pretty much stopped collecting anything, uh, largely because I kind of had to. But um, <laughs> I went to. A, I feel terrible saying this, but I went to a comic shop for the first time in well over a year, uh, mm. just the other day. And they they had like their tables set up uh, clearly for some sort of event. I'm assuming magic. Um, and, uh, and just seeing it, I was like, man, I just want to play a card game with somebody. I won't know (laughs) what I'm doing and I'll be terrible, but like, I just, I just want to do that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, like I said, I haven't played Pokemon, um, physically other than with like one or two of my friends that I saw, um, a couple times a month throughout, uh, this year. Um, but, uh, the card shop did. Um, we did, I, I play card fight Vanguard, uh, as well. I don't and know that one. <laughs> I'll tell you about it later. Cool. <laughs> um, and cool. so we, we did a tournament at the shop, uh, for that, uh, two weeks ago or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, it's, it's such a, a different, one, it was really good to, to like play cards again against yeah. people that weren't my two friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just it's such a weirder environment now because like I said the the store is taking a lot of precautions so it's like everyone had to be vaccinated everyone had to wear masks which was love great that. love to hear all um, that do love <laughs> do love that like he's doing he's doing great in terms of precautions like yeah. just like congratulations to to gamers gauntlet shout out to you guys yeah um but it was it was such a weird because like we're always so used to just like four people at a table and all the tables like lined up and all that but it with with taking the extra precautions it's like ever it was one game at a table the tables were several several feet apart yeah and so like all the events were capped like we could only have 16 people mm-hmm. uh because that's all the space was provided after we spaced out the tables yeah 
And so it's just, it was such like a little barren environment compared to what I'm used to. And I'm like, this is sad and exciting at the same time. Yeah, Weird, complex emotions. I know. I think about like the mall events that I used to go to as a kid mm-hmm. where people are just like sitting on top of each other. Uh, yeah. And I shudder in this year, 2021 to think. Yeah. That, that's uh that's internationals every year is people sitting on top of each other. I would love to go back to that with, uh, with with all the precautions we have now and uh, lots of disinfectant. So yeah. uh, everybody, please, please just let us play cards uh, in an uncomfortably close to one another environment again. Uh, please get on top I, of your stuff. <laughs> I haven't had an internationals tournament in two years. Uh, so please, I'm begging yes. you. I need this back in my life. So yes. please. Let the nerds nerd out the way that they need to nerd out, please. Please, please do your part so I can play Pokemon again. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> awesome. Um, well, I guess um, any any quick thoughts, just because it's relevant right now, any quick thoughts on like the latest gaming news as far as like uh, oh, Gen 4 I'm remakes s- or Arceus? I feel like I'm I have so to ask excited. everybody. <laughs> um, so like uh, Sinnoh's like my, my dreamland, basically. Um, oh, oh boy. So you have thoughts. <laughs> Gen, Gen 4 means a lot to me yeah. uh, personally. Uh, cause it was, it was around the time of platinum, mm-hmm. uh, coming out and like the gear up towards gen four initially was when I discovered like my first Pokemon league group. Oh, cool. Um, and so like that gear up to gen four was just like a ton of hype uh, yeah. for me. Cause like I had, I was surrounded by so many people that loved Pokemon. Yeah. And so like that generation means so much to me. And platinum was when I started, uh, dabbling in competitive i i just say dabbling because i've never actually committed to it ever yeah uh, i'm um, so far from it so you dabbling <laughs> is like leagues ahead of where i'll ever be i think but uh but that's that's really cool that makes a lot of sense and so like with with, with uh brilliant diamond shining pearl being more or less one-to-one is is fine with me um i i would love to have like a huge scale gen 4 remake yeah um, but with it being like a cute little chibi thing, that's just totally my style. <laughs> uh, I'm I, I'm really excited for it, but uh, Legends looks phenomenal, and Weirdeer is great, and Growlithe is adorable, and I want to pet both of them. Yeah, unbelievable. Uh, <laughs> just like everything that we've seen from it, and we haven't even seen that much. Just seems unbelievable. Like I, mm-hmm. <laughs> I still can't believe we're getting. Like it. I, I can't wait to get stabbed in the throat by a nursery. Yeah, like it'll be please, mommy. It's the greatest game of all time. <laughs> like all uh, my Pokemon faint, and then I just have to scurry around like a lunatic. Let's do it. <laughs> there's, no, there's no whiting out and going to the Pokemon Center here. You're on your own. Yeah, no, you're just out. <laughs> Hope you can find a you stick next. to defend yourself. It's like Pokemon <laughs> saw Yu-Gi-Oh and was like, "These Pokemon will attack your life points directly," and that yeah. is it. <laughs> you have no Time one to for protect the Shadow you. Realm, baby. Exactly. <laughs> cool. Well, I'm super excited for those. Um, knowing that that's like your favorite, I'll have to make sure that that we figure out a way to get your thoughts at the very, very least. Oh yeah. Uh, on either or both of those when they come out. Both of them, please. Uh, <laughs> I'm and, like, I love the like little gap of like two month gap of time. It's like, what is that? <laughs> it's just enough time for me to play 
uh brilliant diamond shining pearl and like just have a good time and play in the underground with my friends like oh yeah. look, how, look how cute everything is and then at the end of january it's like time to get mauled by your ring let's go <laughs> so. yeah they 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 like trap you with the like cutesiness of brilliant diamond and shining pearl and then yeah. throw you into the wilderness where pokemon right. and humans are not friends yet no they hate us <laughs> Just like the planet right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't fully understand the like January release date, but I'm not going to complain because I'm sure um, there's a part of my brain that thinks it should have be like, it should be coming out much later. Uh, and I don't want that. I'll take it surprised. as soon as yeah. they can give it to me. <laughs> I'll, I'll definitely take it. Yeah. Um, the only thing I think of is like, they just don't have any other releases for like early or late winter, I guess, is what James yeah. classified as nowadays. But yeah, and it's different studios, so like you know, yeah. <laughs> but very yeah, excited g- g- for those. Give it all to me. Let's just let's go. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's shift into Pokemon Master Journeys uh, because we got plenty, plenty to explore there. Uh, Before we get into specific episodes, Lee and I chatted a little bit last episode about journeys in general, just because it's such a different type of series than than what we've got um, Mm -hmm. in the past. But do you have any sort of overall thoughts on how this series has been going or any of the choices they made when they uh, shifted into whatever this type of style of show is in relation to everything prior to it? (laughs) I, I can safely say I'm pleasantly surprised. Yeah especially shifting away from uh from sun and moon which the the presentation style of sun and moon is something i really liked um i enjoyed the fact that there was so many characters me too that all seemed to have their own stories Mm -hmm. and no one i felt particularly in that show got like left behind i mean granted the fact that they have like 100 something episodes to work with is a lot (laughs) uh so i would hope so but uh so that was always exciting to me because none of the characters got stale because they would never totally focus on any of them for a long enough period of time mm-hmm. uh before shifting to a different story arc and then coming back to to wrap around to things and so like shifting away from that and having an overarching story to to journeys was like just a total flip mm-hmm. um in terms of style and everything and so i was super cautious i'm like i don't know it's hard for me to get invested in things that don't have like a a decent overarching story and i mean sun and moon only had like chunks of overarching story but at least he was going to the islands and doing his trials and yeah and all that stuff i'm like how how engrossing is this world tournament gonna be to where i can consider it an overarching story yeah. And uh, the answer is minimal, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, the stories that they are telling are are to me really fun, and yeah. uh, they're they're managing to to really hold my attention with uh, with a smaller cast of characters, and I, I guess that helps because no one's particularly obnoxious to me. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, I, there isn't like a character because I don't think it's like uncommon for any given anime to have a character you're like supposed to be annoyed with and this doesn't really have one (laughs) yeah this one doesn't like no one's supposed to be annoying and no one's just unintentionally annoying to me yeah uh i I like go and i mean ash is ash like it's just ash is just always ash ash is just ash but i i honestly like i have i think me i like many other people have like 
a very complicated relationship with Ash. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this is, I mean, this is, this and Sun and Moon's Ash are iterations that I've really enjoyed a lot more than some previous iterations. So yeah, no, I agree. Even, even though he's still very Ash, he's, um, I find myself less annoyed by him in his most extreme moments than I maybe have in the past. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I can completely agree with that. So, um, I mean, yeah, just putting it simply like I'm pleasantly surprised and mm-hmm. I'm enjoying it a lot. Uh, I wish Netflix would put up episodes more frequently. Yeah, me <laughs> too. Me too. Cause I've been staying as spoiler free as I can. Uh, I don't know. Do, do you watch the Japanese releases or do you just um, do you I, wait for the I, English dubs? I do not. I initially went into this show wanting to mm-hmm. and it just never panned out because I don't have time in my life for that. Sure. Um, yeah. I, I do keep up with events um, mm-hmm. just because I'm, I'm on Twitter so much. It's hard to and I just I, I'm an impatient fool. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I, I ended up deciding just not bothering with the subs like if something happens i really want to see then i might download it and check it out but yeah. that hasn't really happened as exciting as some things in the future are just it it hasn't happened i don't care enough <laughs> yeah i've seen like little bits and pieces of pieces have like snuck their way onto my timeline um but i think i'm almost at the point where like i think i've seen all the little bits and pieces that dripped through uh mm-hmm. i think uh and i i i I've programmed my brain to be decently good at forgetting things once I've seen them if I didn't want to. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm still pretty spoiler-free. I'm pretty proud of myself on that one because it is so good that I do kind of want to know how things turn out. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, uh, let's let's talk about these specifically. So we are talking about Pokemon Master Journeys episodes 7 through 12 – uh luckily this is the beginning of the season so the numbering hasn't confused me yet Uh, it will (laughs) whenever we talk about it next because they release these in seasons parts episodes Uh, i hate it (laughs) and it's the worst (laughs) it is the worst way it is absolutely the worst and the worst way to number ever i don't remember do does does like part two have episode one two three four yeah, or, yeah. Oh. It, that's why I get confused every time, because it'll be like Master Journeys Part 1, Episodes 1 through 12, Master Journeys Part 2, Episodes 1 through 12. And it's the I GD worst. I hate this life. It's terrible. Worst, I mean, it's like, I I don't even, it, it makes it very easy for me to watch, so that's great, uh, mm-hmm. but it is the worst. It is absolutely the worst. <laughs> I would I almost rather... They just drop one episode every week as if it were regular TV, but mm-hmm. just on Netflix. Like that would make my life a lot easier. <laughs> oh no, I I completely I completely agree with that. I'm mostly um, out on like streaming batch drops, which I don't know if 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 that's too extreme for some people, but <laughs> I, I'm appreciating the Disney Plus like weekly weekly drops. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> th- there's times in my life where weekly television can drive me crazy just because I want to know what happens next so much. Absolutely. But um, but if it can avoid things like this, please just. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I if I, if if I must choose one, I know exactly where I'm gonna go. <laughs> yeah, please just drip feed me Pokemon. I don't. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, this first one, this is episode seven. This is called The Tale of You and Glimwood Tangle. Uh, I was excited because uh, I, I I wasn't scarred by Glimwood Tangle uh, in the way I know many people were based on that, like, 
uh, ponytail reveal oh. stream. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I did truly, not partake in that. Yeah, uh. that truly unnecessary stream. <laughs> but I was excited. I guess all that to say I was excited for Glimwood Tangle. I I have a a uh, late growing affinity for fairy type pokemon i'm doing a fairy type run right now oh, nice. uh, it really was like sun and moon choosing poplio uh, and then having it evolve into a fairy type that like kicked off my like oh actually fairy type are one of my favorites yeah um, no, so i, I like I understand that <laughs> <laughs> i'm a big fan um, so this is the one where Chloe, Ash, and Go explore, unsurprisingly, Glimwood Tangle. Uh, when Chloe reads about them in a book and seemingly has a vision, uh, the trio return to Galar in search of Galarian Ponyta and Rapidash. When Chloe finds them, she discovers Rapidash is injured, so she helps Ponyta find a flower that'll cure its wounds. Uh, while Ash and Go meet Opal in uh, Balanlea? Balanlea? <laughs> I don't know how to say that. Uh, but yeah. Don't that's look kind at of, me because I don't either. Yeah, I... I <laughs> Honestly, I rely on the anime so much to know how to pronounce anything that when they don't, I'm like, well, <laughs> I guess I'm just screwed. Because <laughs> I don't think they say the name of that town even once in this episode. No, they, they do not. <laughs> so that's kind of the gist of it. What did you think of this episode? Um, it was a really pretty episode. Um, yes. Glenwood Tangle is just a gorgeous location in Sword and Shield. Yes. Um, and it was beautifully animated as well. Uh, I love the, the mushrooms that just like glow. And they Me use too. them as little bounce pads. I, <laughs> I wish Glimward Tangle were such a bigger area in the game. Oh, because for I sure. agree for with sure. you 100%. It's, so it's one of the most beautiful locations. Um, and like, I love Galarian Ponyta so much. Um, yeah. And to to have its little anime debut. Rapidash, I'm iffy on. I think they could have did a lot more with Rapidash. But Ponyta, Ponyta's aces. Uh, <laughs> yes. Can I tell you one of my frustrations with my my fairy run right now? And it's mm-hmm. it's this shouldn't be a frustration because it's like my own challenge. I make my own rules, right? But the way that I made the rules for my own monotype fairy run at the start was I can't catch anything that isn't fairy type. And Ponyta is not fairy type yet. Oh no! <laughs> like this is the worst. I just want to rapidash. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's easily been the worst part and it applies to a couple other pokemon too i didn't realize um like hatena hatena mm. uh, i didn't realize it didn't get its fairy typing right away anyway that's a tangent see, <laughs> see i i rely on the cards a lot to remember certain typings oh boy and and fairy got absorbed into psychic so now i'm just a mess <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah i believe it <laughs> that's a that's a different tangent that i'm mad about but that's not here or there <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, like I said, very pretty episode. Um, the, the bits with Ash going Opal were, were was yeah. really funny because Opal's like one trait is quizzes. <laughs> Opal has nothing else. And, and so I, I thought it was, I thought it was pretty cute. And she's like, oh, you know, I was just distracting you until she got here. Like, it was <laughs> I was surprised that that wasn't the bulk of the episode because that's the stuff that like snuck into my timeline was the fact that opal was going to be in it and that she made them all wear pink and all that sort of stuff because mm-hmm. pikachu i mean pikachu's pink outfit is iconic uh <laughs> we need it in literally every game uh and uh and i i will scream about that yeah c- come on pokemon go um but i i was surprised <laughs> that this wasn't an opal focused episode i didn't realize that yeah, no, I had no idea either. So. <laughs> so we get a little bit in this episode, and we'll see a little bit of it more in uh, a couple other episodes after this, 
But one thing Lee and I started to speculate on was like, what's the deal with Chloe's Evie? Because mm-hmm. Chloe's mm-hmm. Evie a couple episodes ago uh, basically like copied one of Yamper's moves, and then it's a it's a big big ish part of this episode that Evie then copies Ponyta's heel pulse. And Lee and I sort of thought like, well, maybe it's like a mimic thing. Maybe it's a copycat thing. Maybe it's a helping hand thing. Um, I don't think the show has given us answers, but I wonder what your thoughts are, or if there's something that like is obvious to you that we're not seeing. Um, yeah, I, I've got nothing, um, offhand. I am looking, I don't, I don't think it's necessarily a helping hand because helping hand doesn't feel like that's what it would do. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's the weaker of the possibilities to be helping hand and just five, six, seven, eight. Okay. I was making sure I was looking at the right move pool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think Lee found copycat. I think he. Uh, yeah, it does have copycat. Is that? Um, does that feel like it would be? Copycat causes the user to use the last move that was used in battle. Okay. I mean, it's not battle, but the anime would, kind of. I would lean on that. that. Um, I mean, the, the the anime takes a lot of liberties. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> with moves, <laughs> so I could uh, I could totally see it being copycat it does naturally learn it at level 30 so it's a naturally learned move yeah so i i would agree with that speculation right it's, now it's interesting now i i have like massive gaps in anime watching uh which around these parts is is no secret uh, i'm working on it i'm working on it everybody <laughs> <laughs> is is copycat in your memory because you you've pretty much kept up with it the whole time right correct me if i'm wrong yeah like my, my memory is not good but yeah okay. I've, I've seen everything but like copycat doesn't stand out as something that has been like a big featured thing before. Yeah, I don't think it ever has. Um, okay. Let's see in the anime. I'm so nervous you're going to so- run into spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Bulbapedia is under the presumption that it's copycat. I don't okay. know if that's ever confirmed, but I think that's it- a strong. I think that's where I would lean. Yeah, no, for, Makes the most for sense. sure. Now that I know that copycat is a move yeah, and what it does, that I would agree with that completely. Yeah. The question <laughs> now is just like, will the anime ever say it? <laughs> I'm assuming they will, uh, but how long are they going to go before somebody figures it out? I mean, right. she literally lives with a Pokemon professor, so I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe she hasn't mentioned it yet. <laughs> they just, they never ask. They're just like... Yeah. Uh, uh. So one thing, okay. So one thing that about this episode that you and I are recording that's different than last week, uh, when I was talking with Lee, is that Kyle, my previous co-host, founder of this podcast, uh, <laughs> sent me thoughts on all of these episodes, and he had thoughts on this this Evie thing as well. Um, he said specifically regarding Evie, uh, his theory is that when her Evie uses heel pulse, uh, he says, I think it's using mimic. Her Evie seems to mimic a lot of actions in her first episode, and we see her mimic another Pokemon in a future episode. So um, I don't know if there's maybe a like mechanical uh, detail about mimic versus copycat that that could clarify that. But I like that everybody's kind of like trying to figure out specifically what is up with this Evie. <laughs> I, I love it. Um... Me too. Like a part of me initially, when it copied a uh, charge, uh, mm-hmm. I think was the first move that it copied. Uh, I, like I was hoping it was like a weird mutant Eevee, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, what if it can learn like attacks from all the different evolutions and it just never actually evolves?" Yeah, and it's just like awesome and has all the elements inside of it. I'm like, oh, "That'd be cool," but I think it's just copycat. 
I mean, they make such a big point of saying, like, well, Evie's DNA is already unstable, and this one seems especially unstable. Yeah, like, so. it doesn't want to evolve. It just isn't happening. And I'm like, that's because it's a mutant. <laughs> no, <laughs> mutant apparently, it's Evie. just those copycat, I guess. <laughs> My theory on the Evie is that it's going to Gigantamax at some point, and oh, that's sure. going to be, that's gonna be the evolved. explanation or whatever. But I don't know. Pikachu complicates that, because presumably Pikachu could evolve if somebody threw a thunderstone at its face and it actually touched it but we'll see who knows How, wouldn't that be wild if like what if, what if this eevee is like a thousand episodes later explanation for why like pikachu never had to worry in the first place about evolving i i <laughs> i feel i feel like this might be the case uh like this whole time they're like, oh no, if Pikachu touched, like there was a, that was an episode uh, when when Go got his Raichu. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, oh no, if Pikachu touched the stone, it would evolve, and then it wouldn't be Pikachu anymore. Like, I think it's fine. I think it's okay. <laughs> I think you're good. You're safe. <laughs> your your Pikachu is somehow like evolved from a Pichu apparently, and uh, it can Gigantamax. It's a, it's the Pikachu of all Pikachu's. Yeah, it's uh, good. <laughs> It's fine. <laughs> it's not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Pikachu forever. Yes. I think uh only other thing that I really, really sort of like loved about this one is Impidimp. The anime has a way of like sometimes <laughs> making me like Pokemon that I don't necessarily have an appreciation for yet. Correct. Uh Impidimp was one of them. I remember when Impidimp was announced, I was like, this barely even looks like a Pokemon, which is weird because Pokemon look like all sorts of things. Mm. Um Need I remind you, you just did an episode about inanimate object Pokemon. So. <laughs> Such a great point. <laughs> um, but for whatever reason, Impidimp was one of those. Uh, and this made me really like it. I thought it was really cute. <laughs> like At first, I was really annoyed. I'm like, yeah, you're about what I expected. And then I was like really endearing. It just wanted to play. I'm like, you remind me of my cats. Yeah. And the way it plays <laughs> is a food fight. <laughs> Which is great. <laughs> do you have any other yeah. thoughts on this one in particular i know it was there there wasn't a whole lot uh going on but like i said it was a really beautiful episode and it was fun so. yeah i like at the end they're like was it all a dream and they're like no ash goes got more low it's, it wasn't a dream but <laughs> chloe's this probably sh- really messed up now <laughs> this, sh- <laughs> this show really likes to toy with the idea of like is it a dream or is it reality uh-huh. never like outright uh, as much as this episode does, but uh, not the last time, even in these six episodes, that that'll come up. <laughs> <laughs> so the next one, episode eight, is called Searching for Chivalry, uh, which right off the bat lets you know this is a Farfetch'd one. So yeah. this is the one where Ash and Farfetch'd train with Wickstrom. Um, this kind of blew my mind because I don't, I'm not very familiar with the anime, and I had to avoid going down a rabbit hole because I was like, if I end up on this rabbit hole, I'm going to like lose so much time out of my day ash hasn't ever met wickstrom before this i don't believe right as far as i remember there wasn't spoilers for x and y he got second place right he never actually right meets the elite four i guess (laughs) yeah because that that's a that's a whole tangent Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah no as far as i know none of the callous elite four were um were in the the anime so maybe you can answer correctly. this question for me uh, in lieu of my avoiding going down the rabbit hole. 
but or the Bunnelby hole. But um, do the is this a common thing in the anime that the Elite Four end up sort like he doesn't actually encounter them or battle them since he's oh, yeah, always coming up it, short? Yeah, it's it's very rare. I know. Okay, Kanto, everyone appeared right. Um, at one point. Oh, cool! I found a a nice little list. Ooh, um, a nice a nice infographic, if you will. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. It says in Kanto, Ash has met the entire Elite Four. In uh-huh. Hoenn, he only met one. Oh wow. Uh, Sino, he met everybody. Okay. In Unova, Ash met one. That's surprising. Um, in Kalos, oh Malva was in an episode at some point. Okay. Which makes sense, I suppose. Wickstrom first appeared in a cameo in Diancy and the Cocoon of Destruction. Ah, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. Clearly. Um, But yeah, Wickstrom Wickstrom was not in the anime until this episode. That's wild. I guess that's one of the huge advantages to doing this this style of show with Pokemon Journeys Mm -hmm. is that, like, characters that Ash never met that theoretically he could have or should have, they can now sort of bring back um, and give sort of a proper introduction to in the anime. Yeah, no, I I enjoy that. I love when they bring back characters or gym leaders and like acknowledge that time passing, even though it really messes with my head because Pokemon's idea of a timeline is a what? Well, uh, that and the show <laughs> really, I like it, but I also get frustrated by it sometimes because it's not clean. Um, like. 90% of these episodes and maybe maybe this is just an anime thing like a pokemon anime thing in general but like 90 plus percent of these episodes pretend that like this is a totally new universe and a totally new story mm-hmm. but then every once in a while like they'll bring somebody back and it's obvious that like ash has a life prior to this this series oh yeah this is this is just pokemon since episode one standard pokemon <laughs> <laughs> yeah like it um i mean obviously like kanto and Johto was seamless yeah yeah um, Johto and Nahoen, uh was pretty seamless, but like after after Sinnoh, when, when like they did that like hard reset with Unova, oh, um, they did it in the anime too. Yeah, it was it it was played really weird. I oh, that's a series I've seen zero episodes of. Yeah, anything it, black and white. It uh, they they played it really weird and then did a lot of backpedaling and it's. <laughs> just just always go into the pokemon anime going there's no timeline here (laughs) this is probably why kyle was so frustrated with me when i was like but it could be an alternate universe because he's seen it all so he's probably like no they've done this bro like stop (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's 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 really weird uh but that's that's pokemon this that's this is the show that refuses to get a new main character so yeah well i'm (laughs) hey i'm i if you know we they should have done it after sun and moon at the latest Mm -hmm. they didn't Mm -hmm. but now they've introduced this this second protagonist who i don't know i feel like if if like go basically is a second protagonist as opposed to like a companion. That's how yes. I feel. Yeah, no, one hundred and ten percent. I don't know if the show's really done that before. It sounds like from what I've heard, maybe Serena's like the best closest S- example. Serena, Serena was definitely the closest example. Um, in my opinion, I feel like uh, May and Dawn mm. had a lot of potential to be almost secondary protagonists. Yeah, but just not quite there. 
Um, Serena had enough of a story throughout the whole show to where I feel like she could definitely be classified as a secondary protagonist. But like Go is Go is definitely a secondary protagonist. Like I don't remember offhand, but I feel like there's either been or could be episodes in which Ash is barely in it and it's mostly oh, Go focused. There absolutely are. There definitely are, and it doesn't okay. even feel weird because yeah, no, not at all. Because goes goes. The series like starts. I mean, it doesn't start like from you know day dot with go but like the the first arc of the show is almost entirely about go to the point where i was like yeah who even is ash like he's yeah, just like goes mentor it, it essentially takes him a while to to do the the world championship thing is he has to meet leon and stuff first yeah which i'm okay with i like go i think they did yeah, a really good no, job go's, of making us care Go's great like just keep i mean if you're dead set on keeping ash just keep doing ash and go for yeah for a while i like i like go so yeah, me too. Well, this like like I said, this is a cool way for them to bring in a character who hasn't been here before, um, and it's the continuation of the far fetched story that we've been seeing and kind of been anticipating uh, the conclusion to. Um, this is not the conclusion, uh, but we kind of <laughs> know where it's going. So this is like Ash and and Farfetch set out to become leak masters, I guess. Um, <laughs> I, I which can't is so take funny to that me. Seriously, like anytime Ash just says leak master, and I'm like, <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't. I don't like that phrase when I don't see it spelled, Ash. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it. It's got uh, many different connotations that I'm not a fan of. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm glad that that part is probably maybe almost over, but we'll see. <laughs> In this one, this is a cool episode, though, because Ash brings his Farfetch'd along with Go and Go's Scyther to Kalos, where they go to a castle, the Castle of Chivalry or something like that. Yes. Meet Wickstrom. They do, like, this series of trials. Um, the, including a battle with Wickstrom, of course, and Farfetch'd and 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 Ash get closer. Uh, specifically, Farfetch'd gets closer to Ash because mm-hmm. we kind of see that like Ash is like all in on Farfetch'd, but Farfetch'd to this point was sort of like all in on himself. Right. Um, that's kind of like the moral of it, or like the the outcome of it. And then ultimately, like Scyther evolves. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. <laughs> can uh can we talk about the fact that this Scyther passed through a trade machine with nothing else? Yes. Like Yes. Wickstrom is just like, oh, if we put the metal coat on him and put him through this machine, he'll evolve. I'm like, bro, that's a trade machine. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I thought too. I li- I had to rewind because I was like, wait, did I miss a step? Did he trade it and then trade it back or what? Uh, but, but they no. didn't even show anything <laughs> on the other side. It just went through yeah. the machine. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Kyle Kyle said, uh, uh, he says, I love how at the end, when they let Scyther evolve, it looks like instead of trading, they have a machine that mimics the effects of trading to help Pokemon evolve, which that's fine. I, I Trading <laughs> feels especially weird in the context of the anime anyway, so yeah, it does. I'm okay with that. <laughs> but I did the same thing. I, I stopped and was like, wait, hold on. <laughs> Who did he just give it to then? <laughs> Nobody. Nobody. Um, I was surprised that this wasn't the episode where Farfetch'd evolved, because mm-hmm. uh, I figured that would be the case, but it's a longer arc than I realized, which I'm okay with, because yeah, it's not yeah. too long. <laughs> yeah, I, I was expecting it, um, and then it never happened, and we got Scissor instead. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I felt bad for Pikachu at one point in this episode, because Pikachu, there have been like 
almost no Ash and Pikachu episodes over the course of Journeys and Master Journeys. Certainly not in Master Journeys yet. There was like a pretty big one in Journeys that kind of addressed the fact that Pikachu felt like Ash uh, was moving on from him essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then they kind of echo that in this episode <laughs> where like Ash charges forward with Farfetch to do the trials and Wickstrom is like, no, Pikachu, you must not. And Pikachu like has a sad face. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like Wickstrom just grabs Pikachu. He doesn't care at all. He's like, no, buddy, you have to stay here. Yep. It's it's wild too because he says like it's a, it's a, it's about a one-on-one bond. And I'm sure Pikachu was like, but that's my bond. <laughs> that's my that's my guy. <laughs> uh, but I thought this was cool. It was cool. They featured a lot, a lot of uh, of Kalos Pokemon and obviously a lot of Steel Pokemon since that's sort of uh, Wickstrom's thing. So we saw like Aegislash, Probopass, uh, Escavalier, <laughs> uh, Honedge, Klefki. Happy to see a Klefki. Klefki's on my on my fairy team, so I was very excited to see. I like, a I like the little, I like the little Dedenne that just crawled out of the wall. Yeah, yeah, Ash, you should know better. <laughs> <laughs> you should, <laughs> but you don't because what's a timeline? What's a timeline? You, you maybe did or maybe didn't spend, you know, years getting electrocuted by a Dedenne. Who knows? Yeah, we don't know. <laughs> Kyle also did mention he thought this was very cool, and he he loved the fact that we got to meet Wickstrom. I agree. Mm-hmm. Another detail I really liked about this, because it's the thing I've been paying attention to, is the fact that Ash and Go, when they get their like suits of armor, which is hilarious, by the way, because not only do they get suits of armor, but their Pokemon do too, yeah. which means that presumably Wickstrom has Pokemon armor shaped for every Pokemon <laughs> I <know>. there is. <laughs> I guess. Like, that's wonderful. But their their like little helmet plume things uh, followed the sort of like color parallel that they've been doing all se- or all series long, which is like Ash's color in this series has been like blue largely, mm-hmm. uh, and Go's color in this series has been red largely. So I thought that yeah. was a nice little nice little moment of that. I dig that. I like I like how Farfetch Farfetch just like never has emotion. He's just like. He's just always there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Coupled with his voice, it cracks me up because he's like so stoic and all about like being stronger. And then he has this goofy voice. <laughs> Far-fetched. Far-fetched. Whoa. <laughs> I do like this Farfetch'd though. I think he's a lot of fun. I do. I love the Galarian Farfetch is great. The leak is just so big. I'm like, how do you even? Yeah, it's a great, great redesign. I have, I almost feel bad for the original Farfetch because I'm like, oh, mm, for sure. Galarian Farfetch is kind of cooler than you. I'm like, the Galarian one's got like a bigger leak. It's fighting type. I'm like, oh, bro, sorry. Yeah, I love that it just drags the leak around constantly. Yeah. It's too big to even carry. It's brilliant. <laughs> Cool action in this one, too. There's actually, mm-hmm. like, a lot of cool animated action, uh, both in the battling and outside of it. I'm thinking about, like, when Ash falls down that hole. <laughs> yeah. That was really cool. <laughs> Anything else about this one? No. I mean, another another good episode. <laughs> yeah, another good episode. And I really, really like the fact that the sort of overall message is, like, we are at our strongest when we're, like, protecting or fighting for other people. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh. That's very nice. <laughs> that is a message I can get behind. Yeah, me too. 
Well, this next one's cool because it features a character we haven't really gotten a whole lot about. This is episode nine. It's called Memories of a Warming Kindness. I'm going to start with Kyle's thoughts on this one. He says, I love that we got more Krissa finally. We didn't know much about her. This was a really cute and sweet episode. And I definitely didn't see the ending coming with Psyduck being her long lost love as opposed to the guy. (laughs) I love it. So this is Chris a backstory, baby. <laughs> yeah, I like. I'm I'm glad because like I didn't even know her name. Me neither. Right. Uh, I literally wrote down Chris a question mark. Who is this? <laughs> <laughs> like I I remembered Ren because he's been in a couple episodes and named. Yeah. yeah. But I just don't ever remember them naming Chris a. Yep. And, <laughs> so I'm like, who is this? I was like, oh, it's the other <laughs> assistant. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad, though. I won't forget her, you know, because we got a little bit of backstory here. Yeah, like, I know now, so. And I relate to how messy her little apartment is. That was so funny. I <laughs> love that. <laughs> so, basically, in this one, Ash and Go, like, leave Chloe behind uh, in order to search for Ice-type Pokemon. So, Chloe's, like, and her parents go out for something, and her brother goes on, like, a sleepover or something. She's like, well, what am I supposed to do? And so she, like, sleeps over at Chris's apartment. That's how she finds out that, like, Chris's apartment is is messy. And then we get this Chris a backstory about, like, this Psyduck uh, and this guy that she met once and then never saw again. <laughs> Turns out she didn't care about him. <laughs> I know. Chloe's like, oh, my gosh, it's so romantic. I got to connect her back with this man. Um, and it was just the Psyduck. <laughs> And I don't know how I didn't see that coming because her apartment is full of Psyduck stuff. And not once did I think, oh, she just misses the Psyduck. <laughs> her her apartment is basically like what I want my room to look like with Snorlax and Munchlax merchandise. <laughs> That'd be great. That's basically where I'm at with that. Yeah. There was this one. So there's tons of Psyduck merchandise and, and whatnot and decorations. There was one that I absolutely loved. She has like a stack of CDs, like music CDs. <laughs> yeah. And one of them is basically like a Pink Floyd album, but with, with Psyduck's face on it, which yes. makes me feel like it must be called like Duck Side of the Moon because it's the Dark Side of the Moon album. Oh, Dark Side Duck of the Moon. <laughs> and I hope that's yes. true because that's a brilliant joke <laughs> that they don't yeah. focus on at all. <laughs> yeah, I love it. It's amazing. She has like little Psyduck nesting dolls. <laughs> it's it's perfect really it, it's amazing uh, i feel it accurately describes the love so many fans have towards like their favorite pokemon <laughs> yeah for sure if i could have you know if i could have a, a clefable onesie uh that'd be amazing i would be living my best life i'd never take it off they they make snorlax onesies and i'm just too large <laughs> <laughs> oh no because it doesn't even for, make sense <laughs> they're made for, for younger snorlax, people like, right like what <laughs> uh, i'm sorry you think that somebody please we need to get rye a snorlax onesie can somebody make her a snorlax onesie please <laughs> we need this <laughs> keep in touch because i would love it it would be amazing <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's really good. It's a super cute episode. Um, I like when the the anime acknowledges weather, too. I don't know why. I just think it's neat because they don't... I don't know. I feel like a lot of times they didn't in the early days. Mm-hmm. Unless that was, unless it was a, a specific plot point. Exactly. Yeah, or they, they go would... like to a totally different location. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is climate, you know? <laughs> what, what's climate? What's climate? <laughs> um, so sad that Go is looking for ice-type Pokemon, turns around, and an entire like fleet of lapras appear (laughs) yeah so rude so when is he gonna catch a lapras now now i'm wondering 
Every know. time he doesn't catch something, I I like wonder right? if we're going to see it again. <laughs> he's got to, at some point, he's got to achieve his goal. Yeah. Yeah. I also wonder, like, there are certain Pokemon Ash has that Go doesn't have. And for the purposes of the show, it would be weird for them to then focus on that Pokemon again, like mm. a Gengar. But theoretically, Go does have to catch a Gengar. <laughs> that is correct. So we'll see. I've I've had my suspicions that one potential outcome is that Go doesn't necessarily catch everything, and there's a big sort of like not big arc, but like a, a uh, an arc where he sort of like comes to terms with that. I don't know mm-hmm. that that's the most likely outcome because I don't know that's what Pokemon wants to do with one of its protagonists. But Ash has lost many times. So that would be kind of the equivalent, right? <laughs> You're not wrong. like <laughs> So many times. And if they wanted to keep Go for future seasons, that would be kind of the way to do it. Yeah. Um, to I feel like his story is one that could go on for an incredibly long... <laughs> Look, thinking about it, his story is basically how Ash's story started. Yes! Yes! <laughs> Lee pointed that out too. He was like, "Remember when Ash cared about the Pokedex?" Yeah, it's <laughs> <was> like, yeah, <laughs> it has been a while. <laughs> it is. It has been a very long time because initially a Pokemon Master was like just catching all the Pokemon. Yeah, but over time, Pokemon Master is skewed into this big question mark where we don't really know what his goal is. It's lost all meaning. <laughs> it, it has. Which uh, is one thing I appreciate about the show is like. They kind of drop that and, and you know, they start every episode basically with the like, Ash's goal is this. Go, his goal is this. So I appreciate them not confusing us anymore as to what a master actually is. <laughs> Nobody knows. No one knows. After almost 30 years, we still don't know. <laughs> Maybe someday. Maybe. Today is not that day. <laughs> did you ever play the um, the board game Pokemon Master Trainer? You know I did. Oh, <laughs> I love that it. game. That board game makes it very straightforward. <laughs> yeah, win the board game. It gives you a clear definition, and yeah. it's your goal, and you do it, and you're a Pokemon master. Yeah, exactly. I uh, I this this upcoming weekend, I'm planning uh like a like just a weekend with friends where we're gonna play games and stuff, and I'm so tempted mm-hmm. to bring that with me. I hope you do. I think I'm gonna. <laughs> I don't know if they're uh, they're gonna have to play it. I don't care if they're excited or not. They're gonna have to. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's one Pokemon Pog missing from it, though, uh, and that's devastated me for as long as I'm I've owned so, it. I'm so sorry. I know. It's terrible. I'm sure I could find it on eBay or something, but in this year, 2021, it's going to cost me like 50 bucks. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> for one little. Have you seen the Oreos? Oh, no my God. God. I still haven't. I, I, I'm, I'm terrified to look for them. I don't want to like go out and look for them and then not find them and be sad and then learn that people like bought up a whole display and are selling them for like 50 bucks a package. Yeah, no, life sucks. <sighs> <laughs> also, cruelest thing ever to be like, you could collect all these cookies too. <laughs> like, no, yeah, right? don't make me collect them. I just want to eat them and look you at how cute they are. Collect these cookies. I'm like, but it's food. But why? <laughs> I'm like, it's one thing to tell me to collect like Pokemon that are on the packages or something. Yeah, or putting a card in there or something. But to say collect all these cookies, I'm like, well, no, you eat the cookies. Right. You know that in like 25 years, 
we're going to look on eBay or whatever eBay is in 25 years, and someone's going to be selling a 25-year-old package of Pokemon Oreos. Uh huh. <laughs> Someone is doing that. Someone is prepared to do that right now. Oh, I, I guarantee it. People are already flipping Oreos on eBay. So uh, just um, so imagine much. imagine 20 years from now, Pokemon's like, oh, it's our 45th anniversary. And, uh, uh. and uh, yeah, that's uh, to begin with, but... <laughs> Oh, yeah, well, <laughs> Pokemon is officially middle-aged. <laughs> right, right? You open that 25-year-old package of Oreos, and it just, like, is, like, dust, oh, like, flies oh, yeah. out. Yeah, just... <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> uh, well, I did like this episode. I thought it was very cool, very cute, very wholesome. Yeah, so it was very cute. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they, they featured ramen, and it made me want ramen, so. It did. There's that very too. much did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also, I kind of like Psyduck with the squinty eyes. I think I right? like that better. I think it should just always look like that. Yeah, like it. It was. It just made him feel really chill and relaxed. Yeah, and I respect that. Yeah, he's super cute. Also, Psyduck's <laughs> eyes are just kind of weird. Yeah, so I. <laughs> they don't really like Pokemon eyes. Don't have like a like one specific look to them. But somehow Psyduck's eyes do feel different than other Pokemon eyes. Because they're just like ovals with a tiny dot. Yeah, it's kind of unsettling now that <laughs> I look at it enough. Uh, huh. Maybe that's why uh, I like them squinty. Yeah. <laughs> Good on you, Scarf Psyduck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also makes me want to make a Psyduck, like a snow Psyduck, as mm-hmm. opposed to a snowman yeah, uh, in the 110%. winter. Yeah, 110%. Looked very cool. <laughs> Anything we're missing on this one? No, I don't think it was just really cute. Not not a whole lot of substance. Just cute. Yeah. Only other thing I can. Yeah, no, that's pretty much it. <laughs> Chloe clearly doesn't think that much of Go and Ash. Uh, yeah, no. When she fair. like thinks back, uh, not the most <laughs> flattering images of the two of them when she <laughs> imagines how they would respond. Uh, but <laughs> I like it. <laughs> This next one, this is one of the... So this is something Journeys has been doing that I don't think any other series did. Correct me if I'm As, as far wrong. as I remember, that's this has never happened. Yeah, the like two segment episodes where they're like yeah. shorter cartoons, almost like uh, like you would watch on Cartoon Network and Nickelodeon shows where it's like two segments per episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know like what people think of these. I like them. I could see people not liking them. I do think they end up being sort of hit or miss individually because they're telling a story in 10 minutes instead of 21 minutes. Mm. Uh, what do you think of them doing these types of episodes? Um, I, th- this sort of format in general, I'm usually not for just because I like more substance. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, um, there's plenty of shows out there that have had uh, like these 12 minute or so episodes and yeah. have been wonderful. Uh, so I don't rule it out completely, and I, I think these are very hit and miss. Some of them are kind of like goofy, like oh, okay, and then some <laughs> of them, some of them are like really cute and and memorable. So I, I think it's very hit and miss. The the presentation style, um, I'm okay with. Yeah, uh, as as long as it's good. I think it works for me because it's every once in a while for this. Yeah, show. it's not too often, so it feels kind of special. I think mm. this this exact episode is an example of what you're talking about, where sometimes they're sort of like, eh, and sometimes they're really cute. <laughs> I think <Yeah. laughs> 
this I would qualify one of these as the former and one as the latter. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, this one, it's the the two segments are called a rollicking roll, and one is called eyes on the goal. And the first one, rollicking roll, uh, basically like I don't really understand why, but Team Rocket has a gosh upon full entirely of gulpin. Why? Like, I don't. I, I don't know. <laughs> Does it make any sense? So my very first question is why? <laughs> Does this mean there's no actual random chance? <laughs> like, I, I don't. Uh. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it it's always just been some random Pokemon, but like this time, Pelipper's just chilling with a whole Gashapon machine full of Gulpin. I'm like, first of all, why would Team Rocket have this many Gulpin? <laughs> like, what good is this going to do you? It, yeah. The the Gashapon machine for me is so weird because sometimes it'll be like, oh yeah, it spits out a Gyarados and a Tyranitar, and I'm like, yeah, that's Team Rocket. <laughs> and then other times it's like, oh, here's a Wingle and a Gulpin. I'm like, but... But why? <laughs> <laughs> why would they have a Wingle and a Gulpin? Yeah. The thing that I do like about it is that it... it uh, as much as I love, like, Ekans and Coughing from their, like, original iteration... And as much as I grew to like appreciate them, mm-hmm. um, I like that Team Rocket gets to have more than just like their partner Pokemon. Yeah. Uh, so I like that about it, but it does raise a lot of questions. Yeah, like sometimes it's like, yeah, this makes a whole lot of sense, and other times the Gashpot machine's like, is this like when you get a duplicate <laughs> where you're just really upset? <laughs> is that you what the Gulpin is? Duplicates. Under all Gulpin. <laughs> <laughs> just a bad day i was waiting for even just one of them to be anything else and not a single one of them was any well i guess at the very end there's one one other one but yeah it's like it's a bunch of gulpin ash and go get stuck to the gulpin and then basically katamari damacy happens Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's exactly what this is (laughs) and kyle even thought the same thing he said what did i just watch it reminded me of that video game where you go around collecting everything he also asked a question that's very unsettling. He said, where exactly was Go's head? I don't want to think about it too much. Yeah, and I agree. I don't was, want to think about it too much either, Kyle. It was <laughs> like, like I I understand Gulpin is uh, kind of squishy. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't view Gulpin as gelatinous. Yeah, it's not ditto. Uh, and so <laughs> I don't particularly want to know where Go's head was. Um, no. Honestly, the whole episode left me really uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can we can move on from it because <laughs> uh, I really love the second segment. Yes, I do too. It was. I wish. I wish the second segment was a full episode because I loved it. It's so good. Honestly, I think I think that there's like a hundred percent success rate with me and like Pokemon racing episodes <laughs> because I love, and I'm sure there are some I haven't seen, but I loved it's one of, it was one of my favorite when it happened. I'm when I was like an 11 year old watching it on TV for the very first time was like the original race episode, mm-hmm. uh, which by the way was an episode where Ash rides a Rapidash. And in a couple episodes he goes, Hey, Chloe, what's it like to ride a Rapidash? It's like, but, <laughs> Wait, you, what's but, the timeline? You've, you've, okay. <laughs> uh, maybe he just meant the Galarian one, I suppose. Maybe. But, but I love a race episode. I loved the pancake race episode. 
Mm, yes, I'm. I am a fan of that for very obvious reasons. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but I think I just love a race episode, and this took that and like tweaked it in an adorable way, where you have a choodle and a turtwig racing, but they're turtles, so it's like the slowest little race ever. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it so much. Oh, it's so good. And then they're all Pokemon, so you have Meowth narrating the whole thing. <laughs> yes. Well, that's another thing. Is like I actually really like the episodes where it's just Pokemon too. Mm-hmm. Um, Me too. And so when you have, it reminds me of another old episode where like Meowth was basically translating for everybody. So take a couple things that I really like and uh, yeah, they made an episode that was a huge hit with me. Yeah, I I liked seeing all of the turtles just like haphazardly appearing yes. to participate in this race. From? <laughs> no one really knows. And then we find <laughs> kind of find out, but no, at the same time, like, yeah. We know why they're there. We just don't know how they just keep kind of materializing. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Like at the end of the episode, there's a. I. It's so funny because as I was, as I was watching it, and different turtle Pokemon kept appearing. I was like, oh, this is funny. This is like a. You could make a Faulkner like trainer, but for turtles. I, like mm-hmm. you know, we're at the point now where you could have a whole cat themed trainer. You could have a bird themed trainer. You could have a turtle themed trainer. Um, and, and I was thinking about that. And then at the end of the episode, you, you find out that there is this trainer who I guess is just a turtle trainer who Meowth calls a shell sage, which I thought was funny. Um, so I guess they were just playing at the park, but until you realize that I was just, I was fully entertained by the fact that they just appear out of nowhere. They just like see a couple turtles racing and they're like, not today turtles. (laughs) It's going to be me. (laughs) Can can we talk about how this shell sage guy just appears on a pyramid of blastoise <laughs> for no reason for no reason <laughs> just he how just he travels has six blastoise <laughs> with Amazing. him at all times it's so good Th- this to me is ex- if they're gonna do i would i would have loved it as a full 21 minute episode two or whatever but this to me is like maximizing this format Doing something that is very straightforward. It doesn't necessarily like follow a full story structure. It's a little bit absurd, but because it's short, you don't necessarily have to have answers. You know, it's mm-hmm. just like let's do cute things with Pokemon, um, and I freaking love it so much. It's the best. This is I love this. This is my favorite short segment. It's I think it's topped out the Magikarp one, which I really liked. Yeah, no, I, I liked this one a lot. <laughs> it's ador- and then and then the shot with all the turtle pokemon racing to the finish line so good yeah <laughs> so good oh. it uh it makes you realize just how many turtles we actually have because you don't really yeah. think about it too much yeah like occasionally i do because like at one point i was like building a whole team of dog pokemon oh yeah you could do that very easily uh and so i like i occasionally think about these things but i never really thought about how many turtles we have we have a lot of turtles yeah that wasn't one that i had thought of either usually when i think about it it's like the stuff you expect in the early game right like the bugs or the various rodents or uh, cats or dogs but yeah lots of turtles now maybe my next maybe my next replay is going to be a turtle team it's it's a cool team i don't know if do all these could I do that? I think I could do that in Sword and Shield. I think all um, of these are in Sword and Shield. I don't know about Tortuga. I'd have to check. I think, I think so. it might be. Hmm. How, do I get, how do I get to Tortuga? I can't. I do not need another excuse to play Sword and Shield again. <laughs> <laughs> played it so many times. Here we go, Tortuga. <laughs> it's such an easy replay, though. I can't help it. It's in one of the, the DLCs. Oh, wait, no, Turtwig. I don't think you could get Turtwig. 
Oh, Turtwig, you can't. Well, Darn. Turtwig, you realistically should be able to soon. Yeah! I I, I would think, because I, I, this is a completely side tangent, but I, I feel yeah. like Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl is going to push the rest of the Pokemon we don't have in Sword and Shield into Sword and Shield. That would be nice. I, we uh, don't, we're not missing a whole lot at this point. Yeah, I'm nervous to hope for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But that would be really nice. Really, really nice. So if they do that, I mean, I guess it's just a sign that I have to do a turtle run. No, absolutely. I'll build the dogs. You build the turtles. Turtwig's eyelashes are glamorous as heck. <laughs> what was that? I loved it. <laughs> I don't know, but I loved it too. <laughs> I was like, is this Turtwig just like beautiful? And then I like, lost him. I'm like, you're Aww. still beautiful, Turtwig. <laughs> It's just a zoom out. You know, you can't you can't see yeah, okay, the glory yeah. of the eyelashes uh, from that far away, I guess. <laughs> the most beautiful <laughs> Turtwig of all. I love it. <laughs> uh, the next one, episode 11, this is called When a House is Not a Home. And Lee and I were wondering when we were going to see Grookey, and this episode answered our question. <laughs> I love him so much. I love him too. It, I... Rillaboom is like not my favorite um yeah, yeah. like final Same. evolution. I, I hate to say that it ranks pretty low for me. Uh but I love Grookey. I think part of the reason that Rillaboom ranks so low is because I love Grookey so much. Yeah, it guy is adorable. He's so just good. like a little butthole and <laughs> <laughs> he's he's wonderful. I love at the end he's apologizing to everybody. Yeah. I'm like, you're cute. He is. A, it's it's so funny you say he's a little butthole because like <laughs> in this series, like all of the starters are troublemakers in one way or another. Yeah. <laughs> like it's so good, but like in different ways. <laughs> it's fantastic. I wasn't sure if Go or Ash was going to get Grookey. I figured it probably was going to be Go, but the way that this episode plays out obviously makes it make sense that it would be Go. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, that was cool. The way it starts is super cute where Go like wakes up and Grookey's just like sleeping on his arm, like as if it were a branch, I guess. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I want so a Grookey good. to sleep on my arm. Right? Ah, uh, it seems so sweet. <laughs> Until it jumps on your head and beats you with a stick. Oh, I mean, if it woke me up that way, I wouldn't be mad, you know, as long as it was like a, at a reasonable time. Yeah, honestly, it can jump on my head and beat me with a stick. I, I probably deserve it. It's fine. <laughs> I love the the twist for where Grookey came from. Yeah, this this I thought this was going to be more like an homage to like a Charmander style episode yeah, or something that's like what that. I, that's what I thought too. Yeah, I figured you know it felt like it was going in that direction, but we just got the Eevee one, so I was like kind of surprised they were going to do that again so quickly. But yeah, the twist is that it's actually one of Team Rocket's Gashapon Pokemon, which is actually yeah. pretty clever. I think better than the Gulpin. Much better than the Gulpin. <laughs> Utilizing the Gashapon in a way that actually like plays into a, a plot thing we care about. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, like, so. I like Pelipper just, just dropped it and it's like, oh crap. And it just scoops everything up. <laughs> Oops, hope nobody saw that. Uh, yeah, I, I like this a lot. I don't know. There's just so much good Grookey content in this episode. I love Mr. Mime like slow motion Neo Matrix moving Grookey's attacks. And then giving it the little, like, come at me uh, yeah. <laughs> and gesture. <laughs> Mr. Mime 
Mr. Mime has gotten so many good moments and journeys. I'm so happy because he was so like underutilized in all of his shows because he was barely in it because he was with Ash's mom. Right. But with him being at the lab all the time, like we got to see Mr. Mime battle. <laughs> we got to see Mr. Mime make breakfast. We get to see him fight. I'm yep. like, you go, Mr. Mime. It's great. Yeah, I like it. Give give Mr. Mime some good content, you know? Yeah. <laughs> We're getting it here in Journeys. Yeah. One thing I thought about that Kyle also brought up um, is, like, the nature of Pokeballs, given this episode. Uh-huh. Uh, Kyle said, so if a Pokeball breaks, does that mean the Pokemon is no longer associated with that trainer? Is that how that works? Interesting. <laughs> it's, it, like, it's what it implied. It sure does. Like, I don't know if this would be something that's just strictly for the Team Rocket Pokeballs, because you're kind of under the impression that those Pokemon were all, like, stolen or, mm-hmm. like, forced to get caught. Uh, oh! Or, or you know what I just thought, be. though? This wouldn't... I know that the movie universe is a separate universe, but this isn't the first time in the entirety of the anime that we've seen, like, temporary Pokeballs, because mm. there was one movie where I think it might have been The Power of Us... I don't know. There was one movie where Ash takes part in a competition where they capture Pokemon, but it's like temporary. Like he doesn't keep them. And I think they're then released or something. Hmm. I wonder if the the rocket balls are like similar to that where they're just, they're more like trapped Pokemon than they are captured Pokemon. But I I don't know why you would make a Pokeball like that. Yeah. I don't don't know. I, I feel that that that's possible. (laughs) <laughs> but i, don't I suspect know, we're thinking about it more than they did probably i mean I'll, the, the the one takeaway is that grookey didn't want it and broke yeah it. well and in an anime universe that's all that's gonna matter right, right. like he doesn't want to be with them so he's not gonna be yeah <laughs> it was really sad though when jesse realized she could just call it back <laughs> like that's terrible <laughs> like sometimes i like you jesse and james right now i do not you mean i can just do this that is no way. This is not one of our power. Oh. 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 Interesting twist. <laughs> I don't know why, but this is also the first episode I've noticed that the the Team Rocket Pokeballs like actually have teeth. Like it's not just a pattern. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is kind of neat. I want like a rep like a like a prop replica of one of those Pokeballs. They do look cool. Like Yeah. Yeah, I'm not I'm not on that side of capturing pokemon but uh the rocket balls are cool <laughs> yeah yeah the rocket balls are pretty cool <laughs> you can't lie <laughs> i can't lie there's a good pokeball design there's a good pokeball design yeah yeah because there have been some bad ones so oh yeah <laughs> i'm so okay this is a tangent as well but i was shiny hunting or not shiny hunting. i was like breeding for a shiny clobopus mm-hmm. and then got one and didn't realize that i had it in a timer ball and so now my shiny Grappaloct always comes out and gets the timer ball animation, which is like my least favorite animation of any Pokeball. It's so ugly. <laughs> oh, and I'm so sad about it. Just let us change Pokeballs. Let us yeah. do that. Why can't we do that? I wish you <sighs> could because I, I want to coordinate my Pokeballs and sometimes it's just really hard because... Yep. You want something in a dive ball that would just be bad in a dive ball. (laughs) (laughs) But I want it in a dive ball because the colors match. Yeah, because it looks cool as heck. (laughs) Like, let me, Pokemon, let me be aesthetic. Please. Please. (laughs) 
The game that finally lets us, I know that I know that you know the Sino games let you do certain things with it, but the game that truly lets us customize the entire Pokeball experience, mm-hmm. uh, it's going to be high up on my list for that alone. Agreed. Let me have just like a pink Pokeball, yeah. like just a regular pink Pokeball, pink on top, white on the bottom. Because there there was a point at I think it was in the Kanto era where there was like different colored Pokeballs. I think there was um hmm I I for some reason a green pokeball stands out in my mind. Yeah. And I don't know why or where that comes from. So somebody if you if you know why I'm thinking about a green like straight up just regular pokeball but green. Let me know why I'm thinking that. <laughs> yeah, no, somebody I help I, I vaguely remember this in in the Kanto era that there was just different colored pokeballs. Cuz they didn't use any other pokeballs. Yeah. In Kanto, like everything was a Pokeball. Like they never used Great Balls or Ultra Balls or anything like that. It was just, <laughs> it was always just a Pokeball. Yeah. And so there's different colors. Yeah. I, sw- I swear. <laughs> just let us. In real life, we would be allowed. <laughs> yes. Uh, like you can go to the want... hardware store and buy paint. It's not hard. Yeah. Let me <laughs> dazzle my Pokeball, please. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> at, least, at least the Sinnoh remakes will let me put stickers on it. Yes. I am excited for that. That is a thing I never really played with in the originals. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm very excited to do that here. Yeah, it's a good time. Yeah. Given how much I've spent on like the non-essential parts of... Uh, of sword and shield i'm sure i will be all up on that in uh in bdsp which i think is the funniest way to say those <laughs> well anything else about the grookey episode what are we missing i don't think uh, there's... i i love the little guy he's he's wonderful he's great oh Morpeko appears in this one i forgot about oh that. yeah he's really angry yeah because grookey's a butthole like you said <laughs> yeah because grookey's a little ball <laughs> <laughs> I did uh, I did realize I don't know why I've never noticed this before. I guess I've never used a Morpeko in the game. Morpeko has a faux tail. Like it doesn't have an actual tail. It has a tail that's implied by its like fur pattern or whatever, its yeah, coloration. It's really weird. It is weird. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a little Pichu tail drawn on its butt. Yeah. <laughs> I love Morpeko. I wish it had more to do, I think. I can't decide. Yeah, I, I feel like I want it to have more to do and then i feel like if it gets it it might just overstay its welcome i'm worried that they would just do like a jigglypuff or marini thing or like victor bell like i feel like they would do like a one one joke over and over type thing with it if they if we got more so i guess i'll just be glad when we get it yeah we'll see yeah maybe i don't know (laughs) (laughs) i mean it doesn't unfortunately pokemon that don't evolve that aren't like main partner pokemon in some way i feel like a lot of times the show doesn't do things with them because they're like there isn't like a quote natural place for it to go uh-huh. so i don't know we'll see i'll appreciate more peko when it pops up and then this last episode this is actually this doesn't always happen with the way that netflix releases things because as we've firmly established the way they release things is stupid <laughs> but this actually is a great place for this batch to stop because mm-hmm. It's like the the sort of third part of the trilogy, I guess, of Farfetch'd becoming a leak master. <laughs> I think we're going to see more because of one of the characters that returns here. But um, this this episode called Beyond Chivalry, aiming to be a leak master, uh, oh, is no. the episode where Ash gets a rematch against Rinto and Surfetch'd ultimate or uh, spoiler right there. <laughs> Farfetch'd ultimately evolves into Surfetch'd uh, to pull off a win against Rinto. 
This was really cool. This is a cool <laughs> episode. Some episodes are cute. Some episodes are like like sad. Some episodes are like, you know, I don't know, boring. This one is just cool. <laughs> yeah, I I love a good like battle episode. I I love league arcs. Yeah, uh, a ton just cuz it's just usually a consistent stream of really good battles. Mhm. And um I got it. I it was since the Winstrom episode where it was, I felt like there was a good battle. Even the Winstrom one was kind of like an odd battle. Yeah, because uh, it wasn't like a direct battle. They were just trying to get the keys from from Kafki. Yeah. And the Winstrom um, one also incorporated the idea that like Ash and Go had to literally fight Winstrom with swords. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it took a took away a little <laughs> bit from the actual Pokemon battle. <laughs> Uh, but no, this one's far, like we, like we said earlier. Uh, Farfetch'd is wonderful. Yes, and like you feel bad for him when his leak breaks. Oh my gosh, I couldn't believe it. And there was a moment where I didn't realize what was happening that I was just like, "This is the saddest thing." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and like, I should have known better. Farfetch like barely ever showed emotion other than like, like I'm gonna kick your butt. Yeah. Uh, and like the look on his face when the leak broke was just like you ripped the head off a teddy bear of a child's toy. Yep. Like that sentence came out wrong, but you know what I mean. No, no, no uh, I gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like he was this this farfetch was devastated. Yeah, and that leak Galade beat the snot out of that leak. <laughs> like, oh yeah, it looked it was it was so gross by the end. And I'm like, I hope no one's planning on eating that because. <laughs> revitalized by evolution energy though so that's good yeah it just totally changed <laughs> shape i'm like cool <laughs> one thing that's so cool that i didn't i hadn't even thought about this and i don't know that that it was really highlighted to us as something we should have anticipated but the fact that ash battled wickstrom with like against wickstrom's aegislash uh-huh ends up coming back in this episode because Ash specifically tells Farfetch'd after his leak is chopped, the top of his leak is chopped off, to mimic Aegislash's technique of being able to switch from offense to defense, being a sword and a shield. And I thought that was really smart. Yeah, I, when you call back, uh, like I understand this was just like four or five episodes ago. It's not like a huge throwback. But when you call back to moments and they mean something, it's wonderful. <laughs> well, I mean, this is meant to be like four weeks apart. So, mm. <laughs> you know, like if you imagine it that way. Yeah. No, uh, for sure. it's, it, it is pretty significant. It's like a month long thing, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, that's really great. And it, and I, 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 I feel like I'm constantly saying this, but it's just like not the type of storytelling I typically expect from Pokemon the anime. So it's like right. super cool. Uh, that they did it. I mean, you get you get moments like this. I'm not saying that the show is without them, mm-hmm. um, but Journeys seems really committed to doing episodes like this and telling stories like this. It was it was, it was good stuff. What do, what do we get from Rinto next? Because I I don't know about you, but I don't think this is the last we see of Rinto. Oh, I I highly doubt it. I I haven't been keeping enough with up with things to to have any sort of idea of when he pops up next but you know you were gonna see him and it's it's no could he show up with mega evolution oh oh could he mega galade that'd be cool it's gotta we've had karina back like yeah and ash has two he has gengar luke 
Lucario and Gengar, right? Yeah. He do- yeah. If he has anybody else, I have no idea because we don't see them. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, Dragonite doesn't have a mega um Criminal Pikachu doesn't, Mime doesn't, and is that all he's got? I feel like he's got someone else. I don't know, all I've seen was Farfetch. that's that is really the only pokemon we've seen for the past 12 episodes (laughs) yeah really um but uh like the the like the x and y anime was so focused on greninja and like it's it's time for some good quality mega evolution in the show so bring it i i feel now like now that that dawned on me i feel that's what's next i feel he's gonna appear with a mega stone for glade that would make sense because I did think it was interesting. I mean, it makes sense that he has a Gallade, but I did find it interesting that like on the Ash side of things, there was a natural place to go next with his Farfetch'd. Uh-huh. Um, and I wasn't thinking of Mega Evolution, so I thought it was strange that Gallade did not have, or Rinto did not have like a natural next step. But that makes perfect sense that their next rematch would probably involve Mega Evolution. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that means he loses next or what, but... Yeah, the the only problem I have here is that Surfetch now has nowhere to go. Right, yeah. That makes me worried for like Surfetch. he's got no Mega, he's got no Z moves, he doesn't have a Gigantamax, uh, like, Surfetch is done, he's got nothing else. Well, but what if, what if, I could see this happening, what if in the World Coronation Series, they do a tournament-style thing where it's regular trainers as opposed to the 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 game where it's just all <laughs> gym leaders essentially well no yeah. i guess you battle marnie but maybe that's the right place to do it so that ash is battling him with a full team and it's not fully reliant on just like surfetch although that still makes me worry that surfetch will lose yeah he uh hmm. i mean like farfetch did not have the greatest battle record no uh <laughs> no he did not <laughs> i i hope he's on the upswing yeah uh after becoming a uh a leak master <laughs> if uh you will but um is he a leak master now do the i don't know i don't understand well, what that means exactly i don't but... know <laughs> we're right where we started with not knowing what a pokemon master <laughs> yeah. was <laughs> uh... i think maybe at one point ash just said like learning every leak move of which i can't imagine there are many probably not <laughs> and again, is ash there even also, one ash also said that scissor could be a leak master so Oh, okay, um, great. <laughs> and <laughs> makes so I, much uh, sense. Like, I, I think Ash said like Scissor can be a leak master, and goes like, "But we don't even have a leak." And Ash was like, "As long as we're having fun." And I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> so that's all Pokemon Master has been this whole time. Yeah, just having fun. All right, that's all. That's apparently all Pokemon Master is is having fun. <laughs> In which case, g- we're all Pokemon Masters. We're all Pokemon Masters. Yeah. Uh, at the very least, in our hearts, right? Uh, I think Go is the reason that I I like Ash more, <laughs> because if Ash had just said that in like any other series, I would be like, "Shut up!" Yeah. <laughs> but but I feel like Go is the perfect person to sort of be like, "But Ash, uh... <laughs> <laughs> like well, it, it, it's no great because like Ash will say something completely stupid, <laughs> and Go is just like." What are you talking about? Go is us, honestly, <laughs> yeah. in those moments. Yes. Go is a significantly more mentally grounded character <laughs> uh, than Ash's wild self is. It's great. And uh, they're, they're nice, like, compliments to each other in terms of having similar 
base personalities, but mm-hmm. their like attitudes towards things are so different that they make good foils for each other too. Yeah. It's fantastic. Ah, so good. <laughs> well, Kyle Kyle said about this one. He said, finally, Ash has a fully evolved team. Well, minus Pikachu, uh, which is a good point. I hadn't even thought of that. Uh, loved the action in this episode and how they made Surfetch get a shield instead of it just magically appearing instead. Also a good point. I like that, too. And it also, actually, this, uh, Lee, if you're listening, this is kind of what you were talking about with regards to Girder and Conkeldur, where Lee was saying that he expected Girder to evolve once uh, Farfetch broke its girder in half, which is kind of what happens here. I mean, it's not mm-hmm. because it it's sliced in half, uh, but it does it does sort of jive better than just like a shield appearing. Right, that is for sure. I I liked this method of evolution because critical hits don't exist in the anime. <laughs> what? <laughs> so they're they're just like oh emotional battling made Farfetch evolve. I'm like cool. I'm game. Beat the snot out of uh, Galates so it evolved. Yeah, it looked brutal too. Like it's the way that they animated this were like Surfetched hits, or I guess Farfetched at the time. Farfetched hits were like going through Galade. Yeah, (laughs) like shot it from behind. Where like uh, where you like saw the hits from the other side is very interesting choice. I'm like, this is intense. I mean, like. This is like the kid-friendly version of like the blood coming out of like someone's back. Yeah, uh, I'm like yeah. This in is any so other weird. anime, it would be like the splatter in the back. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wow, <laughs> y'all are going all out for this farfetch. Yeah, but it is a cool episode because uh, he's a hate master. I mean, farfetched I think has gotten some of the coolest episodes this this batch. So uh, good for good for farfetched now surfetched. Yeah. And his voice is once again just ever so slightly different. And oh it's my lovely. gosh! Yep, <laughs> yep. Still that voice <laughs> at the very end, where he steps in front of Ash to take the brunt of the puddle. Uh, I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> you're wonderful. Yeah, he's honorable. You know, yeah. <laughs> he'll nice protect Ash from water. Water. <laughs> <laughs> I also like how Surfetch has a shield and he didn't use it to protect the water. He just stood in front of it and splayed his arms out. <laughs> I'm like, what a lad. <laughs> the laddest of lads. Yeah. <laughs> I hope I hope that this sort of being a semi conclusion to the far fetched training story, mm-hmm. I hope that it doesn't mean like Surfetch is going to take a backseat for like the next 12 episodes. Because uh, I do think he's a fun character. Mm-hmm. Gotta have that lad. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta have our mad lad. Yeah. Our, yeah. our leak master. Yeah. <laughs> no. Our, our leak lad. <laughs> our leak lad. No. <laughs> no. Well, this is a. I, I really think this is a great way to sort of like end this this batch, even though it's not meant to end here. Yeah. Um. But I guess overall, what did you think of uh this sort of first drop that we've gotten of Pokemon Master Journeys? Yeah, there there was a lot of really good episodes um in this drop, and mm-hmm. I, I don't like I know certain things that happen in the future, but I don't know when they happen in terms of where we're at. 
Uh, so like I just know little bullet points that happen. I'm like, these will happen <laughs> at some point, and like I'm really excited uh, about about certain things. But I I think the that journeys is just gonna kind of keep getting better. I mean, you're not gonna have like great episodes all the time. You're always gonna have sure. some some little dorky episodes that are just like cute and don't really do anything. But yeah, but I I feel like journeys is ramping up and. A lot of cool things are going to happen. So I'm excited. I think this is probably one of the strongest drops we've gotten across. I think the, so. The I would episodes. agree with that. Yeah. Because I think for me, the only real miss was just that gulpin thing, and that wasn't really meant to be anything, anyway. You know. Yeah, it just made me uncomfortable. So, <laughs> oh. <laughs> just didn't want to think about it too much. <laughs> I just just go had a, a gulpin on his head the whole time, and gulpin's not gelatinous, and I just don't want to think about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 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 that's the worst of it. Otherwise, everything's everything in this hit really well for me. And and now we wait another like four months uh, because I, of Netflix. <laughs> I hate this. Why? Apparently, episode sixty-two aired in Canada. Like, wait, Canada isn't being subjected to this? A week ago, no. It airs on probably YTV in Canada if that YTV is still a thing. That's so. I didn't know that. Oh, that makes me so mad. Because, like, I, I flipped uh, ahead an episode, and yeah. um, it says it first aired in Japan on April 9th, in Canada on September 4th, so they've had this episode already, and in the UK on September 17th. Wow. Wow, why do we suck? <laughs> what? Netflix, why are you doing this to us? <laughs> oh, that makes me so angry. So Canada's been getting them dropped weekly like a normal show? Yeah, because it's on like an actual network. Oh. Same same with the UK. My gosh. But oh, no, Nef- so Netflix now. got it for us, so we get subjected <sighs> to this four months thing. And like it it ultimately ends up being the same amount of episodes. I know. In the same time frame, but like like I said, drip feed me my Pokemon. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Because I'm not gonna wait to watch them. <laughs> and I, I think uh, what what happens with me a lot is that even though it's not like I watched this batch of episodes in like two nights. Yeah. Um, but it's like when you think about it, it's like oh, I got twelve episodes I need to watch. It feels like an investment because it's a number twelve. Yeah um yep but compared to like oh i just need to watch pokemon this week and then you just sit down and spend 20 minutes you watch it and you call it a day yeah um like binging has its moments where it's wonderful but binging is also very tedious to me yeah and kind of a lot to take in at one time sometimes i agree and like i think it was part three of journeys might have been part four i don't remember offhand which one it was <laughs> but it was uh there was like a time frame where like it came out and it was like two or three months past and then part four it was part three because part four dropped and i still hadn't watched all of part three mm-hmm. just because like when they release in these chunks i just don't think about it all the time yeah and I'm like, oh, yeah, I need to sit down and watch this chunk of Pokemon episodes compared to when I was on Cartoon Network and my DVR recorded. I'm like, oh, yeah, I need to watch this. And I hit play and watch it. Yeah. And worst case scenario, like you missed it a couple weeks and you have three episodes to watch. Yeah. Not the end of the world. You know? Yeah. I, I 
totally agree. <laughs> I don't mind it being on Netflix. I just don't like this drop method. Yeah. Oh, same. Because for me, like, I don't have I don't have traditional cable at all. So like, it being on Netflix has been a blessing for sure. Mm-hmm. Because then I can watch it very easily. But yeah, I all as far as the batch stuff goes, I fully agree with you. I wish it were being handled a different way, but whatever netflix yeah guess i'll move to canada <laughs> let's all go to canada to watch pokemon weekly instead <laughs> awesome uh thanks everybody for joining me and my co-host for this episode rye uh, on another adventure <laughs> along the victory road uh rye is there any where that you would like people to find you or anything that you would like them to check out sure uh i'm primarily on twitter um it's where i live uh, sometimes it's great. Sometimes it's a dumpster fire. Yep. Um, <laughs> you can find me there uh, <laughs> at Collector Shuki. Uh, also, I do have a YouTube channel. Uh, YouTube. Do- YouTube yep. YouTube.com <laughs> slash Collector Shuki. Uh, I haven't posted there in a while. Um, I haven't posted Pokemon content there in even longer. But who knows? Something might happen. I don't know. I'm still figuring things out. I always yeah. say I'm going to come back and then I never do. So just keep an eye on it. Maybe I'll be there. Maybe I won't. Yeah. You got to do it when it feels exciting. Yeah. But every Friday at uh, 10 p.m. Eastern time, I do Geeky Tweak um, over at, um, it will be youtube.com slash Geeky Tweak at some point once we uh, get a custom URL. Yeah. Um, but for now, just search for it on YouTube and you can find it. Um, so yeah, week- weekly uh, nerdy live stream full of all sorts of stuff and nonsense and game shows that we make up off the top of our heads. So it's a fun time <laughs> yeah check it out if you haven't subscribed go do that yeah. <laughs> subscribe we need those we need them views yeah absolutely <laughs> <laughs> um i also would like to point out uh that over the so i our show notes here are on google and uh you've been showing up as anonymous you know how like when when you someone's in your your document they show up as an anonymous whatever mm-hmm. over the course of this you've been two things one was an anonymous Kraken and one was an anonymous Quokka. And I just feel like that's beautiful because uh, one of those is the cutest thing ever and the other is extremely powerful. Um, and I just feel like Google um, just gets it. Google uh, Google gets me. <laughs> so awesome. I love that. <laughs> Thank you, Google, for that beautiful moment. Uh, yeah, find Rai everywhere. She's doing amazing things. Uh, and she, in general, is just amazing. So uh, check out what she's doing all over the place. If you would like to uh if you like what i'm doing here on victory road uh you can find more of that stuff all over the place on twitter uh you can see me specifically and all the stuff i'm doing at icky bully i-c-k-y-b-o-o-l-e-y uh, you can check out my other podcasts walloping web snappers which is a spider-man cartoon deep dive podcast uh falling with style which is a monthly pixar movie marathon podcast uh, and novel gaming which is a podcast about books video games and other pop culture and as the survivor season is very quickly approaching i believe when this episode drops uh, survivor should be airing tonight mm-hmm. um i will be joining a panel show thing um I, I, i'm not responsible for it so anybody who worries about me doing too many podcasts don't worry yeah, i was um, gonna say I'm you're a busy bee, doug just showing up <laughs> i'm just showing up for this uh but i'm very excited about survivor so i'm gonna be showing up uh on the panel for the spy shack podcast uh, which you can watch as we record live, uh, I think, on Thursday nights. That's such a good name. Uh, and then listen to in podcast form uh, very shortly after. So 
If you like Survivor, check that out. Yell at me in the chat. <laughs> Tell me all my opinions are wrong, uh, as my co-surly will also do. Um, <laughs> for more information on this show, be sure to find the podcast on social media at Victory Road Pod. And if there's something in the world of Pokemon you know a whole lot about and you'd like to appear on the podcast or just stuff you'd like me to talk about, uh, let me know. Until next time, I'm headed back to the Pokemon Center to find a custom set of armor uh, for me and Michael Fable. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. <laughs> Bye.